Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Wonderful Jesus. If you have your Bibles this morning, I want you to turn with me to Daniel chapter 6, family. And while you're turning there, I want to just again greet all of you. There are some that are watching from the United States, maybe some from Australia, New Zealand, maybe parts of India, parts of Africa. Wherever you are from, we want to just extend a warm welcome to you. And thank you so much for opening your homes and allowing us to come in and share this wonderful time, share this wonderful word with you today. But Daniel chapter 6, verse 26 says, And I make a decree that in every dominion of my kingdom, men must tremble and fear before the God of Daniel. For he is the living God and steadfast forever. And his kingdom is the one which shall not be destroyed. And his dominion shall endure to the end. He delivers and rescues, and he works signs and wonders in heaven and on earth. And he works signs and wonders in heaven and on earth, who has delivered Daniel from the power of the lands. You know, these are tremendous words that were spoken by a pagan king. His name was King Darius. And after Daniel was placed in the lion's den, protected and preserved by God. King Darius comes the next morning, and lo and behold, he finds Daniel still alive. And these are the words that were uttered by this man, who was the king of the Medes, a formidable empire that in Nebuchadnezzar's dream represented the chest and the arms that were folded that were made of silver. Imagine this, a non-believer, an outsider, a pagan worshiper, but somebody who recognized the God of Daniel. And there are two things that he recognized about this awesome God. The first thing is he recognized that the kingdom of God is an everlasting kingdom, and it is a, a kingdom that will endure forever and ever. And then secondly, he recognized that the God of Daniel was the God of miracles who reveals his kingdom by releasing the supernatural. Father, I want to thank you today for your word that comes. And it comes not by the oracles of man. It comes not by the wisdom or the intellect of man, but it comes, I pray, by the anointing of the Spirit of God, that you would take the words that you have placed in my heart and that you would quicken these words, that you would take these words that are floating right through these airwaves and coming through the screens and through the speakers right now, and that you would cause those words to be impressed upon people's hearts, upon people's lives right now, that your word and your word alone has the ability to transform the, your word is the carrier of the supernatural, and your word is able to do whatever is necessary, whatever is needed right now. Lord, there are those people right now that literally have their backs against the wall, whatever it is, the obstacles, the hardships, maybe the infirmities. I don't know what it is, God, but I thank you today that, Lord, I just 
simply and completely yield myself to the Spirit of God and that, God, you would do the rest. We want to thank you that you will touch lives, that you will quicken lives, that you will open up our understandings, God, where there has been a darkness that has come. Let the light begin to shine where there has been hope that has been evaporated because of the pressures of life. I pray that hope would once again arise and a light upon the hearts and minds of your people in Jesus' mighty name. Hallelujah. Can you say praise the Lord there in your homes? I'm excited to be with you today. I want to tell you as we end our theme on unstoppable kingdom today, I'm preaching about releasing the supernatural. And I want to tell you today, family, that the kingdom is not demonstrated by fancy preaching and eloquent words. Don't get me wrong. I, I do believe that we need to speak well and we need to, you know, preach well and we need to teach well, but that's not the kingdom. Paul said it like this in 1 Corinthians 2 and 4. He said, in my speech and my preaching were not with persuasive words of human wisdom, but in demonstration of the Spirit and of power. Because whenever the supernatural is released, the kingdom of God is revealed. Whenever and wherever the supernatural is released, the kingdom of God is revealed. Jesus said it like this in John 14 and 12. He said, most assuredly, I say to you, he who believes in me, the works that I do, he or she will do also, and greater works than these he will do because I go to my Father. Do you know that it was the mandate of Jesus and the desire for his disciples and for the early church to demonstrate the kingdom. And still today, that mandate remains for you and I. The kingdom of God is a counterculture. It's counter to the cultures and the systems of this world. And it really is, if you think about it, it's about freely receiving and freely giving. That's the kingdom of God. That's the culture of the kingdom of God. It's about freely receiving and freely giving. And as God reveals more and more to you, we are to freely give more and more away. Now I'm here to tell you that there are signs and wonders that are locked up on the inside of you. And as you release the supernatural, the kingdom is revealed. Can I tell you something? Durban needs a demonstration of the supernatural. South Africa needs a demonstration of the supernatural. Africa, North America, South America, wherever you are from, that country, that city, that town, that neighborhood needs a demonstration of the supernatural. And whenever and wherever the supernatural is released, the kingdom is revealed. Jesus introduced the kingdom of God with the miraculous. The very first miracle was when he came back from the wilderness. Out there when he was driven by the Spirit, 
uh, into the wilderness, he has a confrontation with the forces of darkness. And then Luke says in Luke 4 and 14 that he comes back in the power of the Spirit. And the first place that he goes to is the synagogue and he begins to teach. Why? Because he was trying to get faith into the hearts of the people because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. And Jesus was the living, walking, talking Word of God. And faith is manufactured in the hearts of people when the Word is heard and the Word becomes flesh and blood on the inside of us. And then he picks up the scroll and begins to read from the book of Isaiah. And he says, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed and to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. And then straight after that, he goes to Capernaum and enters another synagogue. And again, he begins to teach. And as he teaches, a man that is tormented by an unclean spirit confronts him. And Jesus casts out that devil. And from there, he goes to Simon Peter's mother-in-law's house and heals her from a spirit of infirmity and sickness. And straight after that, if you read the, the gospel of Luke in chapter 4, verse 40, it says, and when the sun was setting, all those who had any that were sick with various diseases brought them to him. And he laid his hands on every one of them and healed them. And demons also came out of many, crying out and saying, you are the Christ, the Son of God. And he, rebuking them, did not allow them to speak, for they knew that he was the Christ. And it goes on in verse 42. Now when it was day, he departed and went into a deserted place, and the crowd sought him and came to him and tried to keep him from leaving. But he said to them, I must preach the kingdom of God. I must preach the kingdom of God. Of God. Why? Because whenever the supernatural is released, the kingdom is revealed. Hallelujah. And do you know that Jesus did all of that by relying solely on the power of the Holy Spirit. He operated in a level of faith that was never seen before. He taught and he preached with such authority that the people were astounded and they were amazed. Why? Because whenever the supernatural is released, the kingdom is revealed. Say that after me. Whenever the supernatural is released, the kingdom is revealed. Hallelujah. Releasing the supernatural of God not only reveals the kingdom, but it reveals the extravagant love that the Father has for His people. And let me tell you, the love of God is no good to people if it's locked up on the inside of you. Salvation is no good to those round about you if it remains locked up on the inside of you. And the supernatural is no good to those who are round about you if it's locked up on the inside of you. 
and there's no better time for you and I as the citizens of his kingdom, a royal people, to unlock all that God has done in and through your life. Why? Because whenever the supernatural is released, the kingdom is revealed. I want to tell you, man, family, there's no better time like right now for you and I to shine for Jesus. Just like Moses, when he came from off that mountain after being up on Mount Nebo for 40 days and 40 nights praying and fasting, he came down and his face literally glowed with the radiance of God's glory. And if it happened way back there in the Old Testament with good old Moses I want to tell you, it can happen right now in the midst of this darkness, in the midst of despair that has ravaged this entire world. Hallelujah. And you're shining as you unlock and release the supernatural. Let me tell you, it will cause people to sit up and take notice of you and the God that you serve. You know, this COVID thing has caused a great shaking to take place. And as much as I want to gather everybody together and for everybody to come, I mean, we are here in this building. We still got to dedicate this building. We still got to give this building up for the glory of God and have that amazing service. And as much as I want the churches to come together, do you know something? The church continues and it continues to flourish and it continues to advance. And it might not be like the way we want it to be, but we are still likened to leaven that is working secretly and mysteriously and miraculously, and we remain unaffected by all that is happening round about us. The body of Jesus Christ has been released to be the leaven wherever they find themselves. It's not so much about our preaching this time. You know, uh, maybe I shouldn't say this, maybe I will, but there are many preachers today upset because they, they don't have a platform anymore. But can I say something to you, preacher? God doesn't need your platform anymore. There will always be a need for platform ministry but it's almost like God has changed up things somewhat due to this COVID. And what's he doing? He's releasing members of the body of Christ to freely give what they have received. To freely give what they have received. If you look at the history of the church and where we've come from, and how the various dispensations and the various movements that began with the Baptist movement and then the Protestant movement and then the holiness movement and then along came the Pentecostals and and there was a movement, a, a truth that God brought in and then there came the charismatic movement. If you look at the history and then through the charismatic, the teaching uh, was restored or the role of the teachers the the fivefold ministry, and then you had the uh, pastoral office was restored, and then the evangelist and the prophetic and the apostolic, all of that's been restored, and all of that was necessary. All of the fivefold ministry gifts still today are necessary. You say, why? Because of Ephesians 4 and 12, for the equipping of the saints for the work of the ministry 
for the edifying of the body of Christ till we all, all of us come to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God. But I want to tell you that today, it's the saint's turn. Hallelujah. Amen. Every believer, every citizen of the kingdom is the expression of the kingdom of God on the earth. Every believer, whoever you are, doesn't matter how tall you are, doesn't matter what color you are, what language you speak, what tribe you're from, whether you have hair or no hair, every believer is the expression of the kingdom of God on this earth. Every born again believer, every citizen of the kingdom who possesses kingdom rights and you possess kingdom privileges and you possess kingdom benefits. You say, well, what are those? Well, it just simply means that you know who you are in Christ and what you have in Christ and what you can do in Christ. Hallelujah. Peter and John knew their rights. There was a man at the gate called Beautiful. And in Acts chapter 3, verse 5, it says, Peter saw him and said to that man, silver and gold I do not have, but what I do have. I know my rights, Mr. Layman. I know what I have in Christ, and I know what I can do. I am a citizen of the kingdom, and I have citizen kingdom rights and citizen kingdom privileges and citizen kingdom benefits. And I know such as I have, what I have, I give to you in the name of Jesus of Nazareth. Rise up and walk. Hallelujah. Peter knew what he possessed. He possessed the kingdom because the kingdom possessed him and he possessed the king of the kingdom. Hallelujah. And the man is healed and the kingdom is revealed. Why? Whenever the supernatural is released, the kingdom is revealed. Just prior to that, 120 were in the upper room in Acts chapter 2, and they were praying and waiting on God, and suddenly a release of the supernatural, and the kingdom is revealed. And they get baptized, and the Holy Ghost begin speaking in other tongues. And then your Bible says they go into the streets of Jerusalem and began to speak in foreign languages. And 3,000 people that day enter the kingdom and become citizens of the kingdom. God using each and every one of them to become expression of his kingdom on this earth. Why? Because whenever the supernatural is released, the kingdom is revealed. Say that after me. Whenever the supernatural is released, the kingdom is revealed. Then after the man was healed at the gate, beautiful, 5,000 people get saved. 5,000 people enter the kingdom and become citizens of the kingdom. Hallelujah. And little by little, what started as a small mustard seed grew 
and grew and grew and grew and grew and still today it grows until today all over the world we have millions upon millions upon millions of people from all walks of life, all backgrounds, all ethnicities, all cultures, all tongues, all tribes, citizens of a supernatural kingdom that's not made with human hands, but supernaturally by the power of God. It took a supernatural birth to bring about a supernatural transformation that would lead to a supernatural entrance into a supernatural kingdom. I want to tell you today, whoever you are, everything about you is supernatural. Everything about you and about your life is supernatural. As a matter of fact, you are supernaturally supernatural. Can I say that one more time? You are supernaturally, supernaturally, simply because of this amazing God that has chosen to make us place of habitation on the inside of me and on the inside of you. I've got good news for you today, friend. God is not looking to build another temple. Come on, man. He had that temple in the Old Testament and when Jesus was crucified, there was a shaking and a rumbling and an earthquake. And part of that earthquake was to split the veil of the temple from top to bottom. So my God and your God is not looking to build another building so that his glory can come, but he's choosing to come and dwell on the inside of you. Hallelujah. There's a story about a Christian preacher that one day gave a Chinese man, three books. He gave him the Quran. He gave them the, Bhagav, the, the, the Bhagavad Gita. Sorry, if I can say it right. And then he gave him the Bible. And he said to them, after, after you've read these three books, I want you to come back and tell me what you think. He came back and he put the Quran to one side and the other book to the other side. And he held up the Bible. And he said, I want to tell you about this book. He said, yes, what would you like to tell me? And the preacher was thinking, well, he's surely going to be talking about Jesus and about the miracles that Jesus did and how he turned the two fish and the five loaves and fed all the people there. Surely he's going to talk about all the miracles that Jesus did. And so he said, tell me, Mr. Chinese man, what is it about the book? He said, well, I got to the Gospels and I read the Gospel of Matthew and I read the Gospel of Mark and I read the Gospel of Luke and I read the Gospel of John, yes. He said, and I still had to read more and I got to Acts. He said, but it was only when I got to the book of Ephesians and in particular when I got to Ephesians chapter 2, that something began to resonate on the inside of me. And, 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 the, and the preacher said, well, what was it? He said, well, chapter 2 of Ephesians begins by saying that, that he, and he made you uh, alive who were dead in trespasses. So it's talking about the person who was dead in sin or dead in his trespasses, living in sin. And then suddenly the same person gets transformed, and now this amazing God comes to live on the inside of 
that person. That's the thing that this Chinese man could not understand, how it is that this amazing God, this omnipotent God, this awesome God would not only have the power to change, the grace to change a life, and the mercy and kindness to change a life, but in that same life would choose to come and live on the inside of that same person. Hallelujah. You see, that's the amazing thing about this God that we serve. He not only wants to change you and transform you, but he wants to take up his place of habitation in your heart, in your body, in your life. Hallelujah. If we are going to release the supernatural so that the kingdom can be revealed, there's three things I think that we need to know. We need to, number one, know our God. Daniel 11.32 says that uh, the people, the last part of that verse, but the people who know their God shall be strong and carry out great exploits. Do you know that word know is not a flippant, casual acquaintance? It's got nothing to do with whether you know the Greek or the Hebrew and you've got all the facts and you've got even the archaeological evidence and you've looked at the manuscript and you've looked at the original and you've looked at this. It's got nothing to do with... Uh, certain clothing that you wear. It's got nothing to do with, well, I, I, I've been abstaining from certain foods, and so I know my God. Well, I was born into a Christian family, and I, I know my God. No, that's not even going to cut it. That word, no, is an intimate word, and it's based on a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. You know, sadly, as I reflect about and, and what's happening in the world. And, and when COVID hit, a lot of people literally fell off the bus. And as sad as it is, and I'm praying that they will come back on the bus, so to speak. I'm praying that they will find their way back to God. But you know, the truth is that it just simply revealed that they did not know their God. There's all kinds of winds that are blowing out there today. And if you are not properly anchored, I can tell you something, you will be blown away right out of the kingdom. All kinds of conspiracy theories out there. Do you know, people know more about the conspiracy theories and all about the Antichrist, supposedly, than they know about their God. But Daniel says that the people who know their God the people who have an intimate, living, loving relationship, walking with Jesus every day shall be strong and carry out great exploits because wherever the supernatural is released, the kingdom is revealed. Number two, not only knowing your God, but if we're going to reveal the kingdom through the release of the supernatural, you've got to be bold and courageous. Come on, man. Come on. The kingdom of heaven, the kingdom of God. Royal citizens are bold and strong. I know we're living in times of uncertainty. I get it. I get it. I get it. But they're also exciting times to be living in. And you know what I've discovered? That what I thought I knew, I didn't really know. And what I'm trying to know, you know what? I don't really need to know anymore because 
things have changed up so, 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 so much that it doesn't matter anymore. It's just simply me carrying on with Jesus and you carrying on every day, loving Him, serving Him, fellowshipping with Him every day with Jesus. But you have to be bold and courageous. And there's a big difference between being fearful and being courageous. Come on, the Bible says God hasn't given you the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. You see, fear is easy. Fear looks at something that's hard and scary in the face, and then it chooses to turn and run in the opposite direction. Fear will cause you to avoid things, and it'll cause you to stay hidden in the shadows of life. Fear never confronts. Fear is really truthful. And fear is a thief because it always finds the path of least resistance, which means it'll cause you to miss out on the greater that God has. But not so with courage. Courage is different. Courage is tough. Courage looks at something hard and scary in the face and stays steadfast and keeps moving forward. Courage is resilient. And when we move in courage, we become unstoppable. That's the theme for this year. Unstoppable, you're unstoppable. Courage requires effort and overcoming and a sense of purpose. When you know what your purpose is, family, it's impossible to stop you. When you know what you've been called to do, when you know what's locked up on the inside of you and who's locked up on the inside of you, it's quite easy to be courageous. And let me tell you, courage confronts and courage hopes for something better. Hallelujah. Your yesterday might not have been so good, but your courage hopes that tomorrow, that today, that next week, it's going to be a whole lot better. Hallelujah. The third thing, if we're going to release the supernatural, we've got to be relentless. Got to be relentless, man. Refusing to quit. When I read the early church, it's what I see. It's a characteristic, a trait that marked the early church. They refused to give up. I want to shout at you today. Don't give up. I don't know how far you are, how far gone you are but refuse, refuse to quit, refuse to quit. The kingdom of God is relentless and it continues to advance despite the circumstances. Right where you are, just lift your hands. Come on, let's worship. Let's worship, let's worship, let's worship, let's worship, let's worship, let's worship. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Oh, we worship you. We worship you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We worship you. I will worship. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Come and breathe on. Change me, 
Holy Spirit, breathe on me. Right there in your homes, everybody lift your voice. Breathe on me, power of God, come in and change me. And you, you are all I Thank you, Father. I pray right now for every person watching, not by power nor by might, but by the Spirit of the living God. I want to thank you for the giftings and talents that you have placed in people, the supernatural, miracles, signs, and wonders that you have placed within people, Lord. And as we unlock, as we release the supernatural, I thank you that your kingdom is revealed. I thank you, Lord, that every believer, every born-again believer is the expression of your kingdom on this earth. And wherever we might find ourselves, whether it be in the schools, in the hospitals, in the government places, in the banks, in the marketplaces, in the neighborhoods, Wherever we might be, wherever we might find ourselves, God, I thank you that there is the release of the supernatural, that we are reliant, just like Jesus was, reliant on the Holy Ghost. We're reliant on you, God. We're reliant on you to use us for your glory. Reliant on you, on you. Without you, we can do nothing. Right now, with every head bowed, every eye closed, I said, if you're going to release the supernatural, it has to begin by you knowing God. You have to know God. And knowing God is more than just theory. It's more than academics. It's more than a title, more than a degree, a PhD, or whatever it is that you hold. It's, it's about a, a, an encounter it's about coming face to face, not with a religion, not with a system, not with a list of do's and don'ts. That's not what we're talking about. We're talking about an encounter with God's love, an encounter, a head-on collision with God's incredible love for you. You say, Pastor, but I, I don't know if anybody can love me, let alone God. I just feel so unworthy and so undeserving. You see, friend, that's exactly what sin is programmed to do. 
And if you feed from that, then you will forever feel unworthy. You will forever feel ashamed, embarrassed. You walk around guilty. You wake up guilty. You go to sleep guilty because that's what sin is programmed to do. And as long as you allow sin to have its way, then you'll walk around with your head stooped down, feeling unworthy, unloved, undeserving, unholy, unrighteous, all of that. But God wants you to have a head-on collision today with His incredible love. And it's impossible having a head-on with God's love without having a head-on with God's person with the person we call Jesus Christ, who is the living, walking, talking expression of God's love. And He knows exactly what it is that you've done. He knows how you've fallen. He knows all the failures. He knows all the mistakes. He knows it all, knows it all, knows it all, knows it all. He knows it all. He knows it all. And still He's willing to invite you and accept you. With every head bowed, every eye closed right now. Just say, Pastor, I need Jesus. Would you pray for me? I need Him to come into my life. I need this head-on collision with God's love, His mercy, His grace. Would you pray for me? I'll do that, right? Here's what I want you to pray. Say after me, Heavenly Father, I come to you today in Jesus' name. Just as I am, with all of my faults, all of my failures, all of my sin and I ask you for forgiveness right now I'm having a head-on collision with God's amazing love his incredible compassion his grace his mercy right now I say yes to Jesus thank you for your blood that cleanses me and washes me with my heart I believe and with my mouth I confess that you are the Christ, the Son of the living God. And from today, my life will never be the same. In Jesus' name. Now I want you, just those of you that are watching right now, releasing the supernatural. You're not the miracle worker. I'm not the miracle worker. We're simply the vessel that God chooses. And when He does, the miracles flow through us. And the supernatural is released. And the kingdom is revealed. That's all it is. It's us by faith. Jesus said, the works that I do, you will do too, and even greater. So Jesus is backing you up. The Holy Ghost is backing you up. And all you got to do is step out in faith. You're the vessel. He's the miracle worker. Heaven flowing through this earth and then touching everything, everyone round about you. I'm going to pray today right now. Father, I just thank you for every single person watching that this is the day and age for signs, wonders, and miracles. How you do the miracles and how it works 
and how it doesn't work is besides the point. We know that you're the healer. We know that you're the miracle worker. And every child of God is an expression of the kingdom of God. And whenever the supernatural is released, the kingdom is revealed. I want to thank you for all of those that you will use to reveal the kingdom, to manifest, to demonstrate the kingdom of God in Jesus' mighty name. Praise the Lord. We love you. We're continuing to pray for you, and we can't wait till we all gather and have a wonderful time in the presence of God. But until next time, from all of us, goodbye, and God bless you.